This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Reds Report. Or should I say, thank you for listening to the Reds Report. Because I'm live in Holland with our two co-presenters this evening. Let's uh, let's get some introductions done. The first man is uh, the person who most people value as one of the best informative, informative blogs and vlogs out there. From the Tags blog, it's Ian. How are we doing? I'm very well. I'm quaffering a glass of red as we speak. And it's red, yeah. You're, you're on Heineken and, and what's yeah. Steve on? Cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> normally he's the one who's on the alcohol. I, I know. I have no, you're done. all right. Whiskey, whiskey chaser. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you heard him there uh, onto my co-host. Some say that after a couple of beers, he knows every song of every Britney Spears song ever written. And around Christmas, he grows a beard and talks to animals. It don't matter <laughs> to us. It's Steve Andrews. Steve, how are we doing? Oops, I did it again. I <laughs> <laughs> right, see what I did then. I didn't think I was going to that. All right, mate. Yes. Um, listen, it, it should be a, a happy-ish episode. Forrest Green, um, we've struggled against sides that have not you know, done, done so well. Um, Barnsley, 17 shots, seven on target, nine off target. They had four shots, none on target. Um, as a match, because I know sort of we, we, we were all there, uh, Ian, what... What were your th- what was the difference this time? Do you think? Because we we've struggled of late, especially at home again. What was the difference? Um, I would pin it down to three things: Jordan Williams and the the, the energy that he brought, yeah. the formation that all three of us have been banging on about recently went more to a three-five-two, which meant Williams was pushed further up, um, and I think Luca Connell, the energy he brings in midfield. Uh, I would I would say those three things mainly. It was a bit of a slow start, and I think there was a confidence issue. I think we always had in the back of our mind they might come and nick one, uh, and the atmosphere may turn. Didn't prove that way. I think they were quite a poor side offensively. We managed everything that they that they did put at us, and in, and I, I don't know what was said at half time, but we looked a much better side offensively second half and created numerous chances that we could have walked away with a four or five nil victory so uh they were the main things for me the main talking points for me 
Yeah. Steve, they, they did an offer much. They were quite happy to have the ball in their defence, play it left to right. And at times it felt that if it would have been nil-nil, which I sort of thought, especially early in the first half, like this has got nil-nil written all over it because they had a very poor defensive record. Um, but actually, what? But, but you mentioned Jordan Williams. When we pushed him up a bit, like in fairness, we all said last week, put somebody else there and put him in that midfield. It's it, it's not fair to say that one player makes a difference, but it made a huge difference, didn't it? What, what Williams? <laughs> no did. one player did make a difference. Then <laughs> yeah. is what you're trying to say. No, it, it's not a one-man team, but it 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 created a different balance within the team. Can we say there was? A, I think there was a, definitely a different dynamic. Um, obviously, we all we all said this last week, so that means that we should obviously go straight into football management because we know what we're talking about. Um, no, it, Jordan Williams. You know, he did make a difference down that right-hand side, pushing forward, which then pulled the, for me, it pulled the team forward. Uh, Cadden was getting forward more on left-hand side. So it did, it, it created a lot more chances. Um, I've got to mention um, Norwood up front because I thought he had one of his better games for us. Really put himself about, got stuck in, made, you know, made some good runs, some good touches. Cole's header was, you know, straight out of Premier League playbook. That one, it was a cracking goal. Um, so all in all, you know, a lot of positives. Still a couple of negatives as well, I thought, but a lot of positives to take from that performance. I know I, 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 when we talk about Jordan Williams, if you look at the goal, it's the anticipation, isn't it, of that bounce and trying to get beyond that defender where at times it fell, we would have let that go. And there was nobody really pushed up. Putting the ball in was one, but a, a moment of praise. I mean, you just said it, Steve, um, Ian, for Devante Cole, because it's difficult, isn't it, as a striker, when you're not getting the service. We, we called last week's episode feeding off scraps. They got big chunks thrown at him this week. Yeah, he, he could have been um, stood still, Cole, and not anticipated it, but uh, yeah. because he's not had that service. And to be fair, he almost knew what was going to happen that that Williams will chase lost causes and he will try and make something happen and he did he hooked that ball back into play and Cole was straight on it and like you said it was it was a, um, a like Steve said a cracking header and just what they needed at the right time in the game as well and quite direct play as well I thought which isn't bad to mix it up direct we don't want to go long ball all the time um, and it was interesting, Duff was saying that they might not always go 3-5-2. They changed it for Forest Green, which is a bit disappointing because I think we play better when we do a 3-5-2 and there's that, that drop a forward, like we said before, put an extra man in midfield. So it might change again on Saturday. But it was good that uh, Norwood was lively and Cole anticipated that, that um, Williams will chase anything and fair play to him for uh, getting on the end of it. Steve, um, as you know, I had to leave a bit early because I had to catch my ferry from Hull, so I missed the last 10, 15 minutes. Um, Does that mean everybody in hospital missed the last 10, 15 minutes no, as well? No, no, there was somebody else on commentary <laughs> that, that, that concluded the match for us. Um, two substitutes. So, again, that's is that decent management? Was that a bit of luck? Just describe the goal for me because I still haven't seen it because I don't get any highlights here. Well, it was one of them... If Martin had missed it, they'd have probably hung him from towel up town all clock. Um, it was a lovely, lovely ball, a lovely run down left hand side. 
pulled it back uh, and and Martin were just stood in right place, right time, tapped it in. So, you know, we'll, we'll, te we'll take anything like that without a doubt. Um, it was it was it was a well worked goal. It, it cut it cut Forest Green open, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bit of pace again, which is what we've been wanting. Some pacing game, uh, and like Ian says, sometimes you need to be more direct. All this tippy tappy Barcelona esque football is nice to watch when you're mm -hmm. Barcelona. Um, but you know what? It's first division, and sometimes you've got to go not necessarily route one. But, you know, two or three passes and you want to be in their area. And I think sometimes that's what we lack. Yeah. Um, a little word for Tedic, because from what I heard, um, quite for a striker being come on, you want to score goals, don't you? But very unselfish and opted for um, the route of, of putting it on the plate for, for Martin in this case. It's all about confidence now, isn't it? Because you look at Josh Martin, away at Doncaster, gets a couple of goals. You think, oh, that's it. Then it doesn't really happen for him. Now it's a league game. He gets however long he got when he came on. I don't know when he came on. Um, he, he scores a goal. The problem is now, though, Ian, it's an FA Cup next. Do you, do you stick with what we've got and think we need to create a winning mentality? We've we've won a game at home. We now need to push this on. Or do you say, Cup match? Um, I saw something on Twitter, the first team training, and there was some youngsters training. Do we reckon it might be one of those, you know, half and half teams again with some some academy graduates? Or what, what, we don't know. But what do you think? Or what would you prefer? Having looked at, I always find a big giveaway is who does the pre-match press press conferences. So Herbie Kane's been talking. Um, you kind of. I think because we've not got another game then till Shrewsbury the next Saturday, if we had a get a league game Tuesday, he might rest a few. But I think because we've all we've done is train all week, a match on Saturday, train all week for Shrewsbury. I think he'll play a strongest team. He might mix it up on the bench and throw a couple of young lads in, mm. but I can see him probably just wanting to the basis of that first team pretty much staying as it is because it'll be it'll be a good run out for him. Um, so I, I think it'll be a fairly strong side, to be honest. Yeah, Steve, we know Bolton. We were there three, four weeks ago. What can we expect to see different this time in the FA Cup? Um, well, let's face it; it's not it's not pizza cup. It's something that's obviously a lot uh, got a lot more history, uh, and we've done well before in FA Cup as well so there's no reason why we can't do that again I think I agree with you and he, he will play a, a, a strong side and I don't see why he wouldn't um, if the premise of Herbie Kane doing a press conference means he's playing um, I've got to say I find that very disappointing because I thought out of everybody he were poorest player on field uh, against Forest Green for me he wouldn't start um, it's going back to a stage now with him that I just don't think I, I don't think Kane's good enough. I think he's still living off one season at Donny, um, but I think it affects Benson's performance because it doesn't allow Benson to get forward as much as he'd like because he's, he's more holding. And for me, Kane well, Kane won't be anywhere near bench. Um, Benson would be in that more forward attacking midfield role. Uh, and I'd like to see 
again, we come back to who else is available. Uh, we're still not hearing anything about like Undermark or all like that. But if there's going to be some youngsters involved, like I said last last uh, last pod, um, what about Nyman, something like that? You know, just as a holding midfielder, Matty Wolf's not, I don't believe, is ready. Um, mm. But I, I think Kane's having a, a diverse effect on Benson. I really do. And he were crap on Saturday, so... And it's important, isn't it? Because we, we we talked, you know, for, for long spells, especially last week when we set our team out about those those three central players. Um, I mean, if if Steve, I, I remember when we were recording, and you said, "Can I just throw something in? What about putting Edwards in at at, at the back?" And that's did I say that? Did yeah. I say that? Oh, I say. Hold on a minute. My phone's ringing. It's uh, oh somebody called Duff. Oh yes. <laughs> I must um, admit though that back five on Saturday looked, and I know we talked about it. Cadden, Williams, and then uh, Kitchen, Anderson, and Edwards. That to me is best. That's looked all season up to now. Personally, yeah. um, yeah. I thought they looked solid. They've got a bit of a bit of pace about them as well, obviously, as well as going forward, coming back. Um, you know, write it down. We got it right, boys. Makes a change, but we actually got it right. I I just felt, and it was hard initially because they came and they had trouble getting over the halfway line. And then when they got over the halfway line, they played it back again and back to the keeper. And it just felt that they were tight. It wasn't time wasting because they were moving the ball about, but they didn't really make any concerted effort to get into our area, go forward. Then they tried it with the long ball. I just felt the team felt the most balanced this yeah. whole season. Yeah. The, the three at the back you can rely on. They get the help from the two wide players in, in case we're out of possession. Williams will run through a brick wall. And and it's it, it's funny because Ed, we, talk, we talked about Edwards, didn't we? And... Um, and he's a good defender. Yeah. And, and I think he's better on the right side of that three and Kitchen on the left side. Because, I mean, I know Kitchen's up for it because he, he played for Forest Green. But he had a belting game as well on that left-hand side. And I think that, like you say, the balance was right in terms of defensive cover, but also attacking from the back. Yeah. Um, and I thought we, we saw more of Cadden as an attacking uh, prospect. And, and I completely agree. I would... I know you probably got to look at the opposition each time and change. You've got to, you can't, you've got to change depending on what you face. But as a, as a core starting point, what we saw on Saturday was what should be the mould for the season going forward because players were more comfortable on the ball and were more better defensively and better offensively as well. Yeah, the balance was good. So yes. um, we've we've decided or we've agreed a similar team would. You know, it the FA Cup. It's not the Pizza Cup. Are we going to win the FA Cup? No, probably not. But I suppose every round is money as well, and money is very important to the club at the moment. So you, you, you would we feel disappointed if we come or we, you know, we watch or listen whatever on 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 Saturday, and it's sort of like that first round Pizza Cup sort of, you know, uh, mostly under twenty three. Would that disappoint us, or do we think actually, you know, because it would disappoint me. I think you you, you go. You, you draw a team from the same division. We drew him before. We've got it. We ain't got momentum, but we won a match at home. We found to have. We seem to have found a solution to a problem that we were having, which was about service to the front. You want to continue that, don't you? And I, I, I want to see Norwood starting. I want to see Devante Cole starting. I want to see William starting, and think this could be a completely different match than four weeks ago when we were still looking like 
who can we, you know, play best in 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 what position? Would you be disappointed, Steve, if it wasn't our best eleven on Saturday? Yeah, I would be disappointed. I think we uh, we ought to go for it. Why not? Like I say, it is FA Cup. Um, a lot of tradition in FA Cup. Uh, we didn't think we'd go all the way when we beat Liverpool and we beat Chelsea. We didn't think we'd go all the way when we, you know, when we got to Wembley. So there's every opportunity for any team. Um, I would like to see the same side that played on Saturday, last Saturday play this Saturday with just one particular change because I thought the balance was good, um, movement was good, attitude was brilliant. And I think you ought to build on that and you ought to stick with with that similar sort of setup for the next two or three games, to be honest, to get that little bit of uh, momentum, little bit of, you know, good feeling amongst players again. And, and Ian, surely as a club, you want to get through these next couple of rounds. So in early January, if you, if, 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 you know, if, if, if your club is in the heart, if your name's in the heart, who knows? And, and if you get a, whether it be an Everton or a Southampton or a Man City or a Man United or whatever, I think we're due a, a really good night. And it might not be the result we want, but, a, a, you know, a match against a really top opposition, it's it's money in the bank because, oh, ideally, it's it's a whole match. And it's a good measure then of, of where we are, aren't we? So it, it, it would feel strange if he just didn't go for it, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd like you say... Um... I know we're a couple of rounds away from the bigger boys, but you get bums on seats if it was at Oldwell and you you might get it in front of TV cameras if it is a big game. Um, get the spotlight like when we played Chelsea the other year when Val was in charge. Um, yeah, um, I don't want to waste my tenner on Saturday. I'm going and <laughs> I know it's only a tenner, but I'd, I'd, I, hope, I hope because we've not got a game midweek, I hope that he plays... A strong side because I think it's going to the, the two very evenly matched sides. You look even down to goal difference. We're very even with Bolton. Uh, they got beat at home three one quite easily by Oxford on Saturday, so they're not uh, unbeatable. We could go there, and, and I just hope the shackles are off from both teams really because it was a cagey game in the league, and we just just see a decent game of football. But I think we could hurt them. I really do. I think it's in the locker. It just needs to be, you know, it needs to be a trigger for it to happen. And then, yeah. Right. Um, but I'm not going to go into a forecast because it's FA Cup and we just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, let's spend some time talking about this match day experience. So, Joe Beardsall read all over, tweeted that he'd been to a meeting at Oakwell with some of the board members and owners and everything. And they spoke about the uh, some of the improvements that they make, which, great. Let's, let's, as a starting point for 10, if they realise it and they want to make it great, that's great for a starter loads of criticism loads of criticism for people why weren't they invited and I, you know i suppose from my point of view i think that you know joe's been doing fm he's done red all over loves the club he goes every week it, it don't matter as long as fans were there you're never gonna please everybody because if tom goes and harry doesn't and dick wants to go but brian's not being invited you're always gonna go anyway meeting as we had and they're looking for ideas to improve um, the match day experience, right? If we leave on the pitch alone, because we can't influence it, we, we can't, can we? So, Ian, you travelled over from the dark side uh, on on Saturday when we play Forest Green Rovers. What do you think can be? What what can be improved as 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 as, as a fan 
Traffic, like, are you traveling? You know, a couple of hours, I reckon it is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It was it's about only about an hour and a half, but it was a bit of a uh pain, about two hours on Saturday because of the weather and the 62 and stuff. It was a shocker, but um and your horse got tired. <laughs> <laughs> you do have, you do have cars over there though, don't you? No, no, no it's all uh, no pony and car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um and we put this out on the blog midweek and got a fantastic response. And I know the vast majority turned around and said, improve the atmosphere, you get better players on the pitch and start playing better football. Yes, I get that. But you've got to be a bit more open-minded. And if, if just bear with me on this, because I, 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 I feel quite passionately about it. You can have the best team. Yes, if the, the team are playing well, you get people coming through the turnstile. But we see it with Man City, I've see, you see it with a lot of clubs that you end up then having a dire atmosphere because fans just expect to turn up and be entertained. And a lot of the top teams in the Premier League have found their atmospheres have been awful because fans just expect to be 3-0 up at half-time or whatever. And I compare it with... Um, you've, got, you've, got to, you've got to think of everything. Yes, you need to improve the squad and play better football so you get people coming through the turnstiles. But you've got to try and get the next generation through and get kids through and start charging a quid for a kid or whatever. You've got to start thinking about a singing section and a few people rubbished it. But Celtic do it, Man United do it, um, Blackpool do it, Bolton do it. Um, I look at Oldham Athletic as an example. I've got a couple of mates who are season ticket holders. They spent 19 years in League One, did absolutely nothing. Down to League Two, down into non-league now, and the plane die, and they're nearly going to go down again. Looking at the table, but they have a they have an end behind the goal that is full of a group of fans called the Athleticals that they allow them to have drums, banners, and do what they want and bounce along in, and it generates a great atmosphere. And you can't just turn up at Oldwell and expect to be entertained. It's a two-way thing, and it fans have got to get involved. And we're talking about improving the atmosphere, so you've got to look at everything. I'm not saying one thing is is the solution. Ticket in pricing, a singing section, moving the away end. The away fans are right next to the tunnel. We should make that the vociferous end, so the away fans come out, uh, the away players come out and feel some noise from Barnsley fans. You've got to kind of open your eyes to what can we do to make it a better atmosphere. I'm not saying I've got the answers, but you've got to look at a number of issues. Whether that's a drum, yeah. whether you don't want a drum, but the board of hopefully with what this meeting went on. And, and I know that a lot of people, I've heard that quite a few people handed in to Julianne Key and a few others, plenty of sheets of paper with ideas about how to change it and improve it. You can't and, just have a couple of people with flags on the pitch waving the players on at three o'clock. And, and let's not forget, Steve, before, before I get to you as well, in the season when Stendhal was in charge, we did fantastic, we went up. But all you read about on Twitter and on Facebook after the match was people queuing to the bar and they got to the front of the bar 10 minutes into the second half and there was no beer left or there was no food left and and it's I get people, I, exactly i, I get people saying on the pitch i went on a couple of weeks ago we played um I, i'll tell you i'll tell you mine and then we'll go to steve's i think the pa system needs improving music the stadium announcer i don't think it's it's loud enough and mm. i think i went i visited the fan zone a couple of weeks ago when we played exeter 
quite a few people in there but if you stand at the back you can't hear whoever is playing music in front there's an interview there was interviews with players that, that you can't hear and i think the, they've got the basis of much of it right it just needs improving i'd look you know I, I can't often go because of work etc but if i go when i go to the fan zone i'd like to think that if i'm there and i'm at the back having a beer i can hear what's happening in front and it's just not I, and I know this is a wish list and it won't come through, but you look at some, and I know the bigger clubs, don't get me wrong, but when you talk about an atmosphere, um, was it, I can't even remember, but it was Celtic or whatever, you know, when the pitch goes dark and it's just the lights, I think switch the damn lights off, have a giant spotlight on the top of the ponty and aiming at the tunnel when the players come out, we all, you know, do other things to create that atmosphere. And on top of that, before I hand off Steve, let's stop clapping the time rider. Because that <laughs> creates no atmosphere whatsoever. Steve Andrews, over to you. Wow, here that's just that's here. just shot that down in a shower of shit, isn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> here, I mean, is let, the, here is the know, oracle. <laughs> time let's face it, time rider. Time's gone. Come on. We've had I'm sick of having this conversation. I'm really <laughs> am because at the start of the season we tried a few different things and then all of a sudden we're back to it again which is absolute garbage but anyway uh away from that what can you do i'm going to play devil's advocate to a certain extent um the people that sing or the main people that sing are in ponty end in that top right hand corner or left hand corner whichever way you're looking at it which is fantastic is that the right place to have the singing section if you want to call it a singing section no probably not it's too far away from away end so it'd probably be better down at bottom bottom side at East Stand, somewhere down there. But you're not going to get them to move down there because they want to sit behind goal, which is fine. You look at, say, 75% of the people that come and watch Barnsley are blokes. I'm not being sexist when I say that, but they are blokes. You'd still get women coming, and I'm not saying women don't sing. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is a lot of the blokes that come do not sing. They will stand up and cheer every now and again, or they'll clap. But it's not very often that you will get up and, and just sing, because you don't. Because we're all, a lot of us of an age, and probably have not had enough to drink. So, do you, do you know what I mean? But that, yeah. that's, that's, that's one thing to it as well. I think the actual experience of coming to Oakwell, um, you know, you, you, the prices... You, Unless unless you're really minted to buy a drinking ground, you're going to get a few beers before you get to ground. Quality of food has always been an issue. Just because you get something fancy in East Stand, if you go back at Ponty or wherever, I mean, I saw some pictures on Twitter last week, somebody had bought a burger, and I'm being funny, I thought he'd been sick in paper. It was an absolute disgrace. But you know what I mean? If you're, bringing, if you're coming to watch Barnsley, if you come in with a family, couple of kids, you're talking 50, 60 quid touch. And you need some quality and some value for your money. Now, Julianne Key, I'm sure, has got some good ideas, especially being American. And let's face it, they can put some razzmatazz in the, in the games in American football and stuff. Is it an idea to bring some of their ideas over? Yeah, maybe so. But it still comes back to you're dealing with South Yorkshire people and we, we take quite a bit of getting going. But if we can get that right on pitch to start off with, because you do need you do need good performances, 
you do need a good cut run and it will get bums on seats but it you can't keep rolling out same old rubbish like you say about pa system yeah it does need upgrading i'm not being funny i've got a bigger telly on my front room wall than's in that bottom corner hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in, you reds. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Do you know what I mean? You go to some grounds and they've got a decent side screen, and they're not just showing Barnsley score and whoever the plane score and a little clock underneath that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. They have a proper screen that shows other things, build up to game, maybe match highlights. Goal, from goals. a previous game. When there's or a goal. Goals from, you know, Ronnie Glavin, Trevor Aylock, go back years. Let's have some summit up there that gets people going. Um, summit that you can watch before a game. A proper, let's say, a proper cameraman at half-time. So instead of having, you know, commentator and a couple of guys kicking a ball at crossbar, get something decent in at half-time. Make it an experience. Because let's face it, 90% of us are paying out hard-earned cash. And up to now, we let's be honest, up to now, we do not get value for money. Whether it's price of drinks, price of food, entertainment on pitch, or entertainment around the football club. And I think... Is, go on, sorry. No, no, go on, go on. And, and I think you, you, you said a couple of times, which I think is a key point, we are South Yorkshire people. We are honest, hard-working folk. And yeah. the money we put into the football club, especially this day and day, time, and I'm pointing here, but I'm in Holland, but there's a little cost of living crisis here as well. Um, and I think it's also time, and this is not a huge criticism because I know there's been a lot of changes, but can you can you two lads remember in the summer when we we're going to rename the Pontiant and you could choose a player that was going to be named after? Yeah. Where's, where's that gone? So it, it feels at times that they've got these great ideas and people thought, and then it's like forgotten about. And that's why I say I think the basis the basis is there, but it needs I think more consultation. Having a meeting with Joe and that, I think it's fine. Oh. Design an email address, um, match the experience at Barnsley FC, and tell people for two weeks you can go in and then they'll be looked through. Have various forums. Go to the East Dean Club, to the East Dean Reds. Go to the Penister Reds, the Eldersley Reds. You know, talk to the people that follow you home and away because. And like you say, I don't have many home away matches. You do, Ian. You'll go to Bolton. I mean, their match day experience will, as an away fan, I know it's always different anyway, but it just seems that it's a bit stagnant. It, we want to change and we we make the first step and then it sort of stops. On the pitch, we, we can't change. Is there anything short and that can be done, Ian? 
to start improving things. Is there what, sorry? Is there anything that can be done in the short term to address some of the issues about the, 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 the match day experience? The, there's nothing at half time. There's nothing 10 minutes before the match to get everybody excited. You might as well just sit drinking your beer until the teams come out at five to three. Um, there's, 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 no, there's nothing. The fan zone, like you say, is a bit hit and miss. A lot of people don't go to it. As Redfern's bar stopped now, I believe, you know, there's, there's yeah. nothing near That's gone outside. Where, yeah. where you can get people together and have a drink and maybe start, people start singing songs in there like you would on a away day at a pub or something like that. There's literally nothing until about five to three and there's nothing in that halftime period, nothing for the kids. You know, they're not getting people on, on the pitch doing uh, penalty shooting. You know, just, just stuff to keep people entertained at halftime. Um, there's so much they could look at uh, to make it a better experience. I mean, the, the biggest buzz I get out of it is taking me and my lad going for the afternoon to the football and we watch the football, but there's no entertainment in terms of when we get to the ground. Uh, he'll have a puck of pie and have a pint, and that's about it. There's not, there's nothing for him. It, we get some out of it because it's an afternoon, me and him. But there's nothing at the ground. There's, there's, there's nothing when the game's not being played ten minutes before half time. There's just, there's just nothing. It's the football, nothing. And and, and I know what you like. You're saying about uh, the vocal support is in that top corner. You could say to people, do you want to sit together as mates and join a singing section or not? And do you want to move to a particular place and all be together? Because when everybody's spread out, you try somebody singing in the East stand, then nobody can be really asked in the Ponty end or vice versa. You need something where you get something together and it ripples across. Um, I don't know. There's so many... You're not going to please everybody, I know that, but you've got to look at something because the match day experience is as dull as dishwater. Mm. And how much I, did you pay for that pie? Oh, what did I pay? Uh, three and a half, four quid or something. I think it was about four fifty for a pint of Madri, nearly five pounds for a pint of Madri. You know what I mean? That that yeah, to yeah. me is it's you're not going to get people in. P people want a drink. Um, and don't get me wrong, I like a drink, my son. Yeah, but, but, it, but it's not cheap, is it? No, it's I don't want to be. I don't want to go no on that. There's I, no I deal think... to say get two pound, two two pints for six quid or something, or or there's nothing like buy. I know, I know season tickets, season ticket holders pay pay up front, and you're paying a lump sum. But there's nothing to say buy three tickets for forty quid instead of sixty quid, and bring your kids for a quid, and get bums on seats as well. You know, you've got to look at everything, haven't you? Not just. Yeah. Um, you've got to get people through the door first and you've got to entertain them on the pitch and off the pitch. You, Like I said, you look at Americans and I know it's a completely different thing and a completely different mentality, but when they go to a American football game and I know they're all spread out, so it's got to be a, a big event, it's a full day's event. You get people going, they're having barbecues because people are meeting up, friends are meet, meeting up. It, it, it's it's a social event every game, and I know English football is not going to be like that. It's, it it doesn't work like that. But there has got to be things that your Julian Keys and all this sort of thing can bring to it, just to make it a better, more enjoyable experience. Because, like you say, 
I personally would be quite happy at the minute to turn up at five to three, get me seat, watch football, go home. Yeah, but you, That's you it, watch, because I think it takes up the least amount of time, yeah. and I'm not wasting rest of my day. And you look, Steve. I mean, uh, we had a pint at that opening game of the season uh, against Cheltenham in the Mount, and I know it was a sunny day, but the public. Oh, start a prom, and it were only two pound nine. What a what a good price that yeah. is! Start a prom for that sort of money. Come on, the Mount, pub packing pub. Other pubs are available, by the way. <laughs> the pub were packed. Standing o standing room only in the car park. There were plenty in the car park. They had football on uh, in the pub. Those people, most match going fans, are having a pub. Uh, sorry, having a beer in a pub away from the ground, which is absolutely fine. There's plenty of decent bars, but they're not having it at the ground. If the club have got to think that's lost revenue, and I, and I, don't get me wrong, I don't want to take any revenue away from the Mount and all these other pubs. But what I'm saying is, people are preferring to have a, a pint before the game elsewhere and then go straight in at five to three. They've got but to check. I, I, I think there's two reasons. There's two things here. I think Ian's frozen. Oh, sorry. Did, oh, you, you, did you get that last bit? I did. I think there's two yeah. things there, though. You know, when you talk about lost revenue, that's because if you go, and I know we can't be helped, but this is where I think they lose. When you go to the fan zone and you get a pint in like a plastic cup and it's more expensive than 500 meters down the road, why don't they say up to half past two, £2.50 a pint? Because people will be driven by price, won't they? There, yep, there is, there is, there, there is options there. The the food, people go a half time, and the, yep. the queues are enormous. Why don't we offer food at a cheaper price before the game kicks off, so people get the fill before, yep. and the queues are not as big a half time. And I know, I know, I know. I listen. I don't work at the club. I I don't. There must be implications. It seems at times that are easier. I'll tell you what, in all the in all the years that I've done this, Ben Mansford, and I know people called him bullshit Ben, and I know he tried to change the logo and that wasn't appreciated, but he it felt like he tried. And when he started talking about fans of customers saying every time somebody goes through our door and buys a ticket, I want them to get points, like you do at Tesco. And I want you to think, oh, I've got enough points to get a pint today, so you can go. He says, But you can't because there's 400 people in front of you at half time and, and you can't do it. Because people come at three o'clock or ten to three, take the seat, they then want something to eat at half time and accuse it. There has to be something that they can do to say, if we try and get them early and try and get them fed earlier, that has to be easier. Can we make the food? Can we make the, the beer a bit cheaper up to half past two to try and get people in earlier? It the facilities are there. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it is it a money thing? But you look, you look, and and I know it didn't quite happen on Saturday, and and because like you had to go in the ground early, and Steve was working. But the idea was that we were going to meet up before the game, yeah. for a pint, weren't we? But we yeah. weren't meeting up at the ground, were we, for a pint? No, we we're no, meeting no. up elsewhere. That is your problem. That we would we were more happier to meet up in the pub around the corner, and then walk up to the ground afterwards. The we are not enticed into the ground at quarter past two. And, and put the money in their coffers, are we? And that and, and, is what the club have got to look at. And and let's be honest, it's now November. And, you know, next time us three are going, the thing is, well, when the weather's really bad, and, I, and, and I'm not being disrespectful, do I want to stand outside in the rain, having a pint that gets watered down because I'm stood outside in the rain, or do I want to go to the mount? Is there an issue of, even if you fundraise, whatever, 
instead of having a couple of gazebos, can't they have a giant marquee? Where was it a couple of years ago? Was it Fleetwood that we went? And it was like a giant marquee, cheap beer. And if you make less profit on the pint of beer because it's a bit cheaper, you'll make it up in the volume that you sell. I mean, I've done a bit of maths at school. I think, you know yeah, what I mean? I think it's I think it's Accrington away. Accrington, yeah, we're Accrington. Yeah, the renowned for having one of the best away fan experiences, and and no disrespect, this is a small Lancashire town with a football club that is surrounded by far bigger football clubs, and they are bossing it in terms of match day experience. Why are is we it, not? Why are we not going round to these clubs and seeing what they're doing? Isn't that us though? I mean. Love it or hate it, the Sheffield clubs, you know, Leeds further up north. It it, it just seems that, and, and, and this is the thing, the fact that they acknowledge it is great, but we've been, or the board, whoever's been, they've been acknowledged it for so long, there's only some fans will wear it, won't they? Because now we hear that they want to improve the experience and people go back three years and said, when the, this consortium first came in, they talked about the match day experience. Okay, we've got a fan zone. And that's great. I think as a starter for 10, that was great. But it stayed the same now for the last three, four years. Is it a time that that evolved and maybe made a bit bigger? Maybe a bigger marquee so when you're in, it's dry. When you're in as well, the sound carries better because it's covered. Because now you've got the caravan thing at the front. They stand there, they do an interview. If you stand anywhere near the middle, you, you, you can't hear them. And it's a shame because I think that it, people would go, but they need enticing to go so is it just steve prices of beer food that, that that keeps us away is it a routine well i always go to mount or i go to east dean or i go to dove or i go in town and and, and then i go would you be enticed if there was an offer on beer you know fan zone or whatever or do you say it's not just the price this this that's more that needs to be done because when i've had my fill and i walk in at half two and the place just warming up tell you what else they do which i think is really nice they get an away supporter a youth to announce the team, same for Barnsley. Great. I can hear it in the West End. I know for a fact that in the Pontiac, if people are talking, you can't hear them announcing. And it seems the idea is great. And every weekend, week out on Twitter, the away club that's come to Oakwell thinks it's great. And they thank the club for what they've done. Fantastic. But people in the Pontiac are saying, can't really hear it. How long have we been banging on about the PA system, Steve? Because that's been a while. The letters have been painted. So you got that sorted, Steve. What can we do about the PA system? Well, again, you, you're back. You're back down to that same old thing of money, aren't you? Let's be honest. Um, would I be enticed to walk well at an earlier time? Yeah, of course I would. If it was worth worth my while to go there, and if you know there was there was something there to entertain me in that run up to the game, which is what which is all you want. Um, a lot of people do meet in pubs nearby, whether it's Mount or Dove or in town but if there was other things going off and there was obviously you know maybe a bit of entertainment something a little bit more exciting or whatever however you want to you, you want to cut it it would draw you but again it does come down to money and if you don't get a pint for two and a half three quid you're going to stop and have a pint for two and a half three quid rather than go up to the ground and have to pay three and a half four four and a half pound just to be stood in a group outside when it's peeing it down with rain and snow and all sorts of things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's they've got to get that balance right. Um, it's food at football matches has always been 
it's always been a question mark of quality. We know that because you're feeding up to 10,000 people uh, and you've got to keep it warm and, you know, you can't just have a a la carte menu. We know that. But let's face it, some of the some of the stuff that you queue for, I mean, I don't because I refuse to pay for it. Um, and not because I'm that not because I'm that tight, although I am. But if I'm getting something to eat, I want some quality. I don't want a burger that's thrown together, wrapped up in a piece of paper. Do you know what I mean? I want something that if I'm paying four, four and a half, five quid, I want something worth eating. Yeah. Is it fair to say as well? I wonder so sometimes if you if you can look at revenue, the burger van in between the West End and the Ponty End, you know which one I mean. That that's normal. Let's make a killing. And then I think <laughs> why I know it's probably they probably charge them to stand there, but I think what you're saying to people is, well, there's a burger van there. Get a burger. Burger van burgers are always nice. Well, I like to think so, especially with a bit of cheese on pickles, a bit of mayo. Um <laughs> And and I just think, and I don't know if it's still tendered out inside Oakwell or if it's now their own staff. But besides the prices, you have to sort of look at the layout, and especially in the Ponty end, you know, people leave the seats five ten minutes before half time, enable it, you know, to be able to get served. That's, yeah. that's unheard of, isn't it? And then some of them, you look sometimes and think where they gone, and and it takes a good ten minutes for people to come back because they've just finished queuing to get something and. I suppose that has to be something else, but it all boils down to money. And then it's it's straight back at the board. Are they willing to spend money to improve a fed experience, or are they not? And if they're not, should it should it be mentioned? Because if, if they haven't got the money, if they came out and said we'd love we'd love to, in, you know, improve the experience, we just haven't got the money to make any changes. Wouldn't that be a better thing than asking for ideas, but then bouncing them back because probably the money is not there. Well, you know the thing—the thing with the meeting that's just taken place, with whoever it was that were invited, whether it were Joe or whatever, don't matter. The thing is, are they getting sort of the descriptive selection of, of fans that can look at everything? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not just look at it from a sort of happy clapper side, but they need people there that's going to. Yeah, they need people there that's going to say. Right, you want to do this, you want to do that. That's fine. Let's see you follow it through. Like you said with Pontiend and renaming. They start it off. What happened? Where's it gone? Mm-hmm. Something else that they're not keeping the fan base engaged. It comes down to communication. Same as mm-hmm. a lot of things. Same as business. They're supposed to be businessmen, these. It well, comes like, down to communication. And, and I, I would argue that communication has been one of the worst things that they've done. Because you look at the debacle with the West End shutting last season, yeah. you look at, and, and and they could argue, well, we weren't we weren't in charge, and it was it was it was Conway, it was like whatever it was. But communication is key, and if you're open with your supporters, then you don't at the minute you get so many people who are disengaging and don't believe them. And if you're open and honest, you get you'll get people on board and. Communication has been shocking with this board. I'd, I'd, you know, there's numerous examples of where they've been poor with it. Um, coming out and saying we're going to make four signings before the transfer window ended, and we didn't, we didn't get a striker. And there's a classic example. You know, you, 
they've got to get it right and you've got to get a true representation of the of, of the fan base because there are the younger lads and lasses who want to jump up and down and sing you've got the older ones who are happy to just have a bob roll of brew i had waldorf and stadler behind me on saturday in first half who did nothing but moan and moan and moan but that's them you know and they've probably been going 50 years bless them you've got to ask everybody you've got to ask everybody what do you want and and they should put a survey out amongst i don't know season ticket holders that's not difficult is it they've got a list of season ticket holders and members that they could write to and go here's a questionnaire get some feedback it's not difficult to start the conversation is it well we get an email every month anyway yeah you know what i mean so they've got everybody's email address so it's, exactly. it would be quite simple to put something out quite through simple. that medium yeah and if, if they're open and honest and say look we've, we've not got a bottomless pit we've got a certain amount of money we can only spend it in so many places we can't what do you prefer is it catering is it cost is it this is it that and start with something and take the fans with you on the journey there's no point in promising the world and delivering nothing is i think that comes that comes down to the type of people that we are we can sniff bullshit from a mile away and yeah, if they keep it. coming out with it and keep coming out with it and not following through with the promises all we're going to do is say you know what yeah i've paid my season ticket money i'll be there at five to three i'm going to watch match you can shove your bovril and your slightly warm book a pie up your arse program again again yeah. you know it's a lovely looking program but who wants to pay three and eight is what is it three and eight four quid for a program now and it's the, it's the same stuff every week exactly so there's nothing, nothing there that, that's it. entertaining me yeah. on a on a yeah. weekly or a, a fortnightly basis but we know this and this is i think this is one of the major things we can smell it and if yeah. they're not honest and i'm not having to go at people who keep digging or people who are happy clappers or whatever it's a broad spe spectrum of supporters we can smell the bullshit. and if you keep feeding us we're going to turn around and say you know what shove it we don't and, want and, it and, and, I, and i'll be honest i mean apart from I, I did have a pint and we and and we had a pie because we had such a shite journey over we normally stop and have a brew of summer but generally i will not really spend a penny at the ground because we'll stop off, break the journey up going over, uh, we'll stop somewhere, and then when we get to the ground, we'll go in the ground, watch the game, and then we'll come out, might buy a programme, that's about it, maybe every time. I don't, I'll come over, and majority of the money, all my money will go on the, on the ticket, the rest of it, I'll have a pint elsewhere, or I'll just come to the game and go, and the club are missing out, and they're missing a trick here, that fans are, okay, you've, we've not got tons of money, but the money we've got, He's going on the match ticket and not 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 through anywhere else is it so they're, they're missing a trick, missing and, a trick. And, and and this is why i wanted to have that discussion because it um rightfully or not rightfully um i don't think so you know we we did a joint show with red all over early in the season didn't we steve we sat outside this is where i said devante cole will be the top scorer if you remember um, <laughs> yeah, i do remember that and i said that it'll be the new striker that we sign and i got it completely wrong didn't it because we signed bugger all <laughs> but whenever Joe's got a long history with the club and whenever he gets invited people call him happy clappers there's no doubt that Joe will say that things are not right I do agree though with the fact that sometimes you need to get the most outspoken people in the room because that's when you get a true picture and I insist and I stand by my belief that for us following and loving Barnsley FC is completely different than following somebody following or loving Chelsea or Arsenal or Man City because the distance between them and the owners and everything is, is enormous you're literally a number you're a seat and it's always been the, the the club has only ever been the most positive thing about the town now we're now got us we've got a proper cinema 
uh, we've got a Nando's, we've got a, a lovely, the market, everything has been done, but it's still the, the football club is the beating heart of the Barnsley community. And Absolutely. Barnsley fans will know when they are not listened to. And we don't want to run the club, but if you ask what improvements would you like, and the same ask, the same question gets asked again two years later, as fans, you wonder, why are you bothering asking us? Because is it... Just, what, 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 yeah, why can't they look at having some sort of fan representation on the board? Or And, and I know that can, some people can go, well, we, who do you argue who is the figurehead? But why do we not have something where, I know they have the supporters trust, but why can we not have something where we have a real direct line to the board? Well, I'll, I'll be honest, um, when the supporter liaisons first came in, supporter liaison officers, I applied and I, I got that role, that voluntary role. There were four of us. I was a home, so I used to walk around the club, walk around the stadium, and if there were any issues. And um, I'll, and I'll, listen, and I know, and, but Ban Mansford gave me his number and said, if you've got any issues, you ring me. If you've got any issues on Twitter or somebody, we had an email address as well. He said, you can work from Oakwell. If, if, you, if, you, if you want to do a couple of hours on a Thursday or whenever, there'll be a desk, a computer you can log on to, to do the emails. And we had regular meet. And when I say regular, I, I dare say we met with him at least every four weeks. And then we changed it. that The two away SLOs would go, uh, to, and then the month after, it would be the two home SLOs. And we had his undivided attention to look. And he was very open and sometimes too honest to say, just can't do it. We, we, just, we just can't do it. And, but I'll tell you why. Because ABC. And it felt that at that time, that, that, that appointment as SLO, I, it felt like we had a voice. And if somebody came to me with a genuine suggestion, I'd go and I'd ask. And sometimes they could do, sometimes they can't. And I know they still have SLOs, but it don't, it, they don't seem to be a voice no more, if you know what I mean. And I think they are, as, as a start of them, you've got to be in position. Every club's supposed to have sports liaison officers, you know, have, have been in position. They can't be a mouthpiece to the club. They need to be a mouthpiece for the fans to the club. And... I know we've got the supporters' trust, and you know people love it, hate it. I, I used to always go in red ferns, didn't we, Steve? How often did we before the match? We'd have a pint in the air. They'd have a player on or whatever. We'd buy a couple of raffle tickets, and you know, always good. Steve normally won the shirts, but that was rigged somehow. Um, and and it it just it feels rigged at all. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But you could watch football, but they had football in there as well. Yeah. Which, let's yeah. face it, if there's an early kickoff, there's no better to get you sort of warmed up than a couple of pints watching Wednesday getting arsehold at home by some other team, and it got you up for a game. But you went and spent your money at the ground. You didn't yeah. spend it half a mile away at some other bowser. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I suppose we can talk about this till the cows come home. But um, no, I'll it's be bedtime, mate. I need to get to bed. I need some beauty sleep. Well, <laughs> I'll be honest. It's it's uh, it's nearly five to ten because I'm I mean I'm in the future. I'm at the time. You, the future, like, mate. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> I'm in the future, and I'm going back home tomorrow. It's about high time I did. Um, listen, lads. Um, Bolton in the FA Cup. Let's hope next week we can uh, reconvene again and and, and talk about a, a good FA Cup win. This whole match experience that, that will just simmer on and on, and there's no solution that will solve that. But we'll keep an eye on it. I always like these discussions, and and that's why I announced that we're talking about it because um, I don't want to be a happy clapper. I just want to be a fan, and this is this is my point as a fan, and that's Steve's point. And Ian, 
you know, you travel quite a bit of time, like many other fans do, to, to come to Oakwell. And I think it's important that those fans are listened to as well. So thank you very much. And let's just quickly do anyway. Bolton, FA Cup. I'll make it easy. Steve, are we going through? Yes, on Saturday. Yes or no? Uh, Barnsley will win and Connell knock out in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> Ian? Uh, yeah, 2-0, you Reds. Yeah, um, I'll go. I'll, I'll have to go for my man, Devante Cole, because, well, I backed him at the start of the season, so it's <laughs> silly not to work. That's a bad guy. I mean, no. And I, I hope, I hope that um, we, we can build on what looked a difficult match early on, but we overcame it and quality, a little bit of quality off the bench, good decision-making. Um, and yeah, although I'm still astounded Jordan Williams didn't get man in the match, but I, I, I didn't have to vote for that. So well, at least um, Josh Martin didn't get it this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you've been listening to the Reds Report, powered by the best of Barnsley and part of the um, talk sport network of podcasts stop remember. drinking on an evening <laughs> will you when you're away <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the red report we'll be back next week away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Talk Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.